Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to The World in 10, where we look at some of the articles featuring on The Times website from correspondents around the world. I'm Laura Cook. Coming up, the latest on the violent clashes in France. Donald Trump's faith brings him support in South Carolina and Andy Murray prepares for Wimbledon. Metal hip intact. We start today in France, a fifth night of violent clashes in Marseille, an attempted murder investigation launched as a car rams the home of a local mayor and the president cancels a state visit to Germany to deal with the crisis. More than 700 people were arrested and while Times reporter in Paris Adam Sage says last night was quieter, he explains the situation remains tense. The government is saying that, it, that the violence was on a lower level last night than on previous nights. The provisional figure for the number of arrests is about 470, but no doubt that will go up. It, it's clearly still going on. Now, President Macron is hoping that by putting 45,000 police onto the streets um, every night, this will contain it and that anyway, a, a lot of the people rioting are, are young and it would gradually die down. That, that's his hope. Youth in the Champs-Élysées who were stopped said they were angry at police after the shooting of 17-year-old Nahel on Tuesday. These women explain how they'd feel if it happened to their brother. They say they don't feel safe and are scared of the police. In today's Sunday Times, Peter Conradi takes a look back at the last week and how the violence is underpinned by a breakdown in relations between police and young men in the suburbs. It's an interesting explainer asking why this shooting, captured by a passerby on video, provoked passions reminiscent of those raised by the death of George Floyd, also at the hands of police, in Minneapolis just over three years ago. Peter also takes a closer look at who this 17-year-old was, some emotional tributes and memories of friends of the family. And whatever the coming days and weeks bring, be sure to keep up with all the latest developments on The Times Online. Let's move now to Pickens, a town in rural South Carolina, the scene of Donald Trump's first mass rally since he appeared in a Miami court last month. Now, it'd be fair to say the former president doesn't have the reputation as the best Christian. 
He's been described by one evangelical leader as an imperfect vessel. But as the Sunday Times Washington correspondent Alistair Dorber reports in today's paper, Trump's Christianity works well for him in the Bible Belt. Alistair was at the rally and explains how the people of Pickens struggle to believe anything negative about Trump. I mean, Donald Trump is, is, is accused of all sorts of crimes. Uh, he's accused of paying hush money to a porn star, as you said, to, to conceal their affair. He was found civilly liable in a, uh, in a court uh, a couple of months ago for having sexually assaulted a, a writer and, and was, 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 was ordered to pay her $5 million in damages. They, the people around uh, the, the, the area I, I was in uh, yesterday, Pickens, uh, they see it as part of a conspiracy against him. They see it as, a, as an easy way of getting at him and they see it as a way of uh, the, the federal government, the deep state, as they call it, um, preventing him coming back into office. You know, I, I just pointed out to a couple of people that Donald Trump's track record isn't especially religious. And there are, there are other candidates in the field uh, who, uh, who are perhaps who, who, who wear God on their sleeve a little bit, uh, a bit more visibly. But um, they weren't having any of that. Uh, God loves Trump and Trump loves God, people were telling me. So, so they, they, their minds were made up. Alistair's article is full of interesting opinions on the former president. The best president in my lifetime. He's real. I just love him. I don't care what he's done and despite being an obnoxious New Yorker sometimes. If Trump's moral shortcomings are to be tested anywhere, then surely God-fearing Pickens is the place. But as the article points out, as the primary battle draws closer, poll after poll shows that the deeper Trump sinks into the legal mire, the higher his ratings soar. Our next story is about coconuts, a commodity that's become increasingly popular thanks to the rise of veganism. Coconut milk in particular proves a popular alternative to cow's milk, but there's a darker side to the way coconuts are harvested in Thailand, the world's largest exporter of coconut milk products. The Sunday Times Asia correspondent Philip Sherwell has written about how some farms in the country use slave monkeys to harvest coconuts. My colleague Amy Gill sat down with Philip to find out more. Philip, thank you so much for joining us in the World in 10. Now, this is quite an eye-opening piece for people who consume coconut milk products. Can you tell me a little bit more about the farming process and how these macaques, you know, these so-called slave monkeys, fit into that? Monkeys have been used sort of on ropes to uh, climb these trees, really to reach heights that um, humans either couldn't or don't want to, and to... Um, pull and tear the, um, the coconuts and um, throw them back down to the ground. And now um, this is an old habit, but it's one that has increasingly come under fire for the way the monkeys are treated. The, the term slave monkey um, has been adopted by Peter. Um, it's, it's controversial in Thailand because uh, many people in, uh, in Thailand, in the farming communities in the south, regard them as working animals, which, you know, are, are leashed and chained in the way that many other working animals are. Now, the piece is accompanied by some haunting photos of the macaques by Italian photographer Raffaella Petrea. Can you tell me a little bit more about them? Yes, these are very powerful images of the uh, monkeys and their, um, you know, and their ho- owners, the farmers, the handlers. They show uh, monkeys sort of on ropes being taken, you know, tied up to the back of pickup trucks to to go to to pick coconuts from these very this very lush, lush vegetation, these these um uh, coconut groves, which are a typical image of 
of southern Thailand and which obviously attracts, you know, legions of tourists. Thanks again for joining us, Philip. And if listeners want to read more about the story and see those photos, they can take our description to The Times. Living as the Blur song goes, in a very big house in the country, we now visit Alex James, the rock band's bass player. Ahead of two nights at London's Wembley Stadium next weekend, James is trying his best to shed a few more pounds so he can squeeze into the Britpop skinny black jeans that he hasn't fitted into for almost eight years. Now, Jonathan Dean has caught up with a man who is bouncy, relentless and hilarious company. When you meet him, it becomes immediately obvious how he managed to be the focus of London's drinking culture in the 1990s. He kind of used to go to the Groucho Club in Soho and hold court with Keith Allen um, a lot. Um, and I think kind of basically the point is he's he's incredibly personable. He's slightly larger than life. He's slightly sort of ludicrous, but I think he's aware of that. His day to day on the farm is filled with cheese based business negotiations ideas for recipes and drinks and selling veg to the local producers. Head to the Times online to read all about his preparation for the upcoming gigs, his relationships with his bandmates and his ongoing challenges to get back into those jeans. To tennis now, with Wimbledon starting tomorrow, all eyes will be on SW19 in London. There's a lot lot of wear and tear there now. It's really hard to keep up with the new generation that comes through. You know, every generation tends to become quicker and faster and, you know, a little bit better than the one beforehand. Andy Murray there, talking exclusively to David Walsh in today's Sunday Times. He's now 36, a father of four with a metal hip, but he's back at Wimbledon. But to prove what? After his surgery in 2019, he says no other player who'd had this operation was able to play singles and he'd had to come to accept that he might not be able to play again. So how did that time play out for him? You know, like, obviously, I, you know, I miss playing tennis a little bit, but I was at home the whole time. I got to spend so much time with my kids. I, I started playing golf again, which I hadn't done for like seven years because of my, my back. But I wasn't allowed to play tennis for a few months, but I was allowed to play golf sooner because there's no impact and stuff. And, you know, I got really into my golf and was really happy because I was pain free, Yes, you know, and... I realized at that time, like, well, actually, you know, when I do finally finish, when when that comes, that life will be life will be good. And life is good. Metal hip in place. He comes back to Wimbledon this week with some recent form after winning minor tournaments. He knows the All England Club better than anyone. Well, tennis fans have their entertainment planned out for the next couple of weeks. And the rest of you will just have to tune in to tomorrow's podcast for your own enjoyment. That's all for today.